Okay, so alive. Welcome back to the Magic Minds podcast. I'm Matt Bork. How are we all doing? Hopefully your mind and your little self. Have a cracking interview for you today. It's with a young lady called Jenny Kane. Jenny is a Tantra Yoga teacher. She's also involved in teaching holistic sex education. She does some online courses and she does courses in person. I think the course called Orgasm Online. Absolutely fantastic young lady, absolutely powerhouse of inspiration. I've asked Jenny to come on to talk to us about, you know, what is Tantra Yoga and then talk to us about sex education and the holistic approach that she has. And I love the interview because she broke down the shackles of shame. You know, we we explored the, the impact of our growing up has on our, our concept of sexuality and partners and, you know, the the social constructs that we're under, you know, social programming, you know, the guilt and shame and fear around sexuality. But exploring all that from a natural point of view, exploring your desires, exploring your inner inquisitiveness, I absolutely loved it. It was really, really powerful and inspirational for me. And I think all young women and men should should listen to it and, and follow her words of wisdom. It was lovely and it was delivered in a, in a very powerful, but a very genuine and honest and lovely way. I just loved it. And she has tons and tons of experience, you know, whether from spirituality and then education, you know, she's 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 read all the books, she's followed all the gurus, she's digested and, and pulled all the information in out to deliver this beautiful uh, workshop that she does and a beautiful education she does and, and then she's a yoga teacher as well, she runs class online. So I absolutely loved her and I loved her message. So hopefully you will enjoy this interview as much as I did. As always, thanks to Noel Royley from Rooney Media Graphics, Andy from libertiesphoto.ie. The girls at Shannon's Hopeline, they have a GoFundMe page. If you can drop over to their website and maybe support them, it would be absolutely brilliant. Mental Health Warriors and then the Liberty Suit Run doing amazing work here. The Liberty's looking after not only just the homeless now, but anybody that's in need of support around this COVID-19 stuff. So that's that's thanks to our sponsors and our supports. Thanks to you guys. Thanks for all the support that you give us on social media. We really, really appreciate it. Keep it up. Keep staying in contact with us sending us in your comments and your feedback we absolutely love it share our message share our podcast share our videos you know we're on all social media right across the board we're on instagram facebook twitter and uh, we have a tiktok account ran by hannah my niece fair play hannah and um, we're on all the the podcast servers spotify we're on youtube we're on iTunes, so there's loads of places to support us and give us your feedback and share our work with family and friends. As always, mind your little self. Enjoy the interview with Jenny Kane. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So let's get cracking. Okay. okay, so we're live. Welcome back to the Magic Minds podcast. I'm Matt Bork. On the show today, I'm joined by Jenny Kane, the orgasm queen. Jenny, what's the crack? I'm really good. How are you? I'm living my best life, uh, considering the circumstances. I'm doing well. I have good days, bad days. But look, I think that's a general consensus across the board, isn't it, for people? Definitely. Absolutely. I think we're all kind of going through the same stuff. Doesn't matter what situation we're in. Just like moving with the waves of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Guys, I've asked Jenny to come on the show. Jenny is a Tantra teacher. She's also holistic sex ed uh, speaker. And just an amazing human being. And I've just asked him on the show today because I want to talk about this really uncomfortable for me is about sex education, about becoming comfortable around sex talk, around being conscious lover, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And that's something I really want to touch on. I think there's loads uh, that we can inspire people 
uh, through this conversation. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited to speak to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> so look, give us a little bit of a, a background for people that don't know you. Tell us your past, the steps that you took. Okay, uh, so... Um... Uh, where do I, uh, this is so funny, I always find that my, my first question is like, where will I begin? <laughs> um, but really quickly, like I actually, so in university, um, I studied animation, which is, you know, obviously very different to what I'm doing right now. But uh, I kind of broke out of the world pretty quickly, like in terms of the, the mainstream world and what society was kind of saying, yeah. you know, about living your life. Um, I, uh, in terms of like, you know, you know, you go to school, you get a job, you find a partner, you, um, buy a house, have children and that's your life, you know? Um, I was really, really, I've always been super passionate. Like I have loads of passions for me and I have such a passion for, you know, movement and expressing myself through movement. Uh, I was in every single sport under the sun growing up. And when I started working in the kind of corporate world, like in, in the creative corporate world, I just really, um, I, I lost, I lost touch with myself, lost connection with myself, with my friends, you know, I was like at a desk 24 seven and, uh, and I mean like really long hours, like chained to a desk. And I was just like, I looked around with them and I was like, I don't want to have a relationship with the computer for my entire life, you know? Um, so I decided, um, which was very funny in the recession, <laughs> the height of it when you know I was uh, one of my only friends who in the creative world had a permanent um job uh which was super hard to find at that time coming out of university and I decided to have my notice in give it up and travel and start going traveling and so I became a ski instructor and I started teaching around the world I became a yoga teacher and teaching around the world as well lived in Asia and I'd kind of touch base with Ireland and um, mostly in the summer times because we can't escape the Irish summer it's too good <laughs> um and uh so along the way like sex and my interest in education and sexual education was always there for me and uh it it kind of I like the first thing that I remember um in terms of like you know being being uh interested in sexuality and all that kind of stuff was when my mum, I had my first boyfriend when I was 13, and my mum was worried, you know, that I was going to have sex, and I wouldn't speak to her about it, even though my family were super open. I was actually very open as well, but I just didn't want to engage with them. Um, so my mum, she was amazing. She brought me into a bookshop, you know, and she was like, pick out a book, you know, and it was like the, in the sex ed book, and there's very limited for teens, you know, and I'm sitting standing there like being a little bit like, you know, like a teenager being a little bit defiant, arms across me, like, I'm not interested in this, you know, and she's like, pick out it. We're not leaving until we pick out a book, you know, until you pick out a book. And I was just like, oh God, you know, and then I picked up a book, you know, didn't even look at it. Um, and I remember that night, I'm underneath the covers, boom, and uh, I have like my torch on and I'm flicking through the book. And um, I open a page and it's a picture of a vulva. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And it's really shocking to me, you know. And, uh, and I realized I've actually never seen my vulva. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, when's the last time I looked at this? And they had like labels like this is the clitoris and this is the labia, menorah, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is that? Like, I don't even know where that is in my body. And so the next morning I got up um, and actually, so really funny, right? I actually stood on the the, the uh because we had a high mirror, you know, I stood on the bathroom, on the sink, um, or on the toilet seat, 
put my leg up on the radiator and then have to lift it a little bit higher because I was trying to like look at my vulva in the mirror and I was like this too far away so I ended up uh, getting my hand mirror locked myself in the bathroom and I was like had this book in one hand looking at my yoni in the other hand and I was like I was like okay that's the clitoris and that's this and that's that and so um I was always very open you know and uh, then and I had terrible issues once I started menstruating terrible issues with my menstruation I was put on the pill quite young to manage that not because mm. I was having sex I actually didn't become sexually active um I made love for the first time when I was 19 um the, the morning after Valentine's Day that was a funny story and uh, I, fell asleep <laughs> on, I fell asleep on Valentine's Day because we went out for a meal Chinese okay who eats Chinese food when you're trying to have sex no one <laughs> so, monosodium uh, glutamate so came back like feeling like you know just like a big pot like a big um what are they called the big chicken ball you know myself and I was just like Whoa. <laughs> and uh and then fell asleep you know and this, the next morning we ended up making love for the first time so beautiful you know um lo- still love morning sex to this day and um <clears throat> nothing better than us to start your day like that with that kind of pleasure and so because of this uh, issue that I had with menstruation, I came off the pill when I was traveling and realized that I was attracted to very different types of men. Um, like who I was attracted to when I was on the pill versus off the pill was so different, you know? And I was just like, Jesus Christ, like even for that reason alone, I don't want to go back on the pill. What if I end up with someone that uh, end up marrying this person and I come off the pill and I'm like, don't like them anymore. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. That's oh. incredible awareness. I know, yeah, but sure, I was, I, I was, I've always been super aware, Matt, like, I've had, like, I've, I've always been like this, you know, when it comes to, it. when it comes to my life and how I'm living, you know, like, and, um, and yeah, so I, I refused to go back on the pill, but because of that, my menstrual, my menstruation, it just came back with a vengeance and so much more violent than before, and so at that moment in time, I was going to a gynecologist, and her only uh, option for me was go on the pill, and I was like, God, that's I don't want that so I was already into yoga and I just said like there has to be another way and so I started following this path mostly for that to kind of come into connection myself and my own rhythms and I realized how vastly out of connection I was with everything and for me tantra yoga was the key to that connection and then it just went from there I kind of explored all this through yoga first through energy because it was you know easy for me to kind of fall into that and then I just became so interested then you can't not like the physiology of the body how it works you know because for me the yoga the the mystical side of stuff like that is is uh, and the energetics is connected you know um to the physiological condition as well there's no separation for me and so I went into that world and so this is where I I like Matt like if I could tell I, I couldn't even tell you the amount of courses the amount of teachers I had um that I still have like I literally just went around the world and ate up everything that I could you know um, if I had a question I was like who's who's the person to go to to talk about this how can I find them and like I'd be feckin' badgering people who like wrote books who wrote research papers being like hi I want to speak to you you know will you tutor me you know and so for me it's just like I have this like vast I mean one of the things that I always get uh questions about is like where do you keep all this information honestly I have no idea but I know that I've eaten up everything that I can because I'm so curious you know and yeah. uh, and for me curiosity drives me through my life and I I think this is you know this is what I want I want to inspire people to become curious as well and um and I think once you become curious and acceptance then this is where you know shame 
um, uh, uh, begins to disappear because, you know, Matt, like I know you were saying even at the beginning of the chat, you know, that uh, you're embarrassed about speaking about it and asking questions because we don't normally have this conversation in the open. My question is like, why not? You know, why mm, not? Why? It, this is something that we do all, every single person in the world is a sexual, sensual being, you know, from the moment you're born to the time that you die. And at one moment in time, um, uh, you are going to engage sexually with somebody. Uh, and so why not open this conversation? We always learn from each other. We learn in relationship to each other, other people's knowledge and wealth and, and of, of uh, education and wisdom nourishes feeds and and supports us in our own growth and development so why not you know open yeah. conversation wow you're a fascinating woman i just love your curiosity because you're very like me i just gob, gobble up the information i love learning i love it it's brilliant what what is tantra not what is it not you know because i know it's, people it's not yeah it's not just sex <laughs> that's what it's not you know um like tantra yoga is this incredible beautiful holistic science you know and it is so full and so so rich and you know it it's it's become synonymous with sex because of the way actually because of america we blame america matt <laughs> yeah we blame donald uh, trump he gets it blamed yeah, for everything we do blame trump it's or we blame the chinese <laughs> no, don't blame the Chinese. In terms of sex, the Chinese are far beyond us in terms of their uh, kind of engagement, like Taoism and and the movement of sexual energy through Taoism is something Taoism. that's really deep in their culture. Oh, it's incredible! It's incredible, and it's 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 kind of like the the let's say the the sister system to um the tantric system that came from india you know so like asia are so connected and, they, and you know unlike us you know like we had these systems as well these systems of connection in nature like it, it's it's in our heritage but we it, we lost the language for it we lost the practices of it um and uh, and it is creeping back in 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 the in our world in our culture people are becoming very curious about it how to connect with the land and ireland matt ireland is so rich with this energy you can't help but feel it like when you go out into nature somewhere just to feel this presence of some something ancient around you you know we're very lucky that we still have that and uh, and so I think this is why I think Irish people are super connected to this but um Tantra is as I said like this it's a full system and when uh, Americans kind of took it in the 70s and 80s into America they kind of like separated the sexual part and the sexual practice of Tantra out of Tantra as the whole itself because you know uh, they figured they well like to be perfectly honest you can make a lot of money just from teaching this but for me the potency and the richness and the depth of experience uh of tantra comes from the full practice you can still separate it and people still do and it's still very deep but you lose the potency and you lose the magic and so tantra is incorporating a huge kind of like a plethora of different practices from bhakti yoga to man bhakti yoga is the yoga of devotion uh, raja yoga um 
uh, it has its kind of like footholds in the in in and the roots in hatha yoga, mantra. It also incorporates Ayurveda, which is really the science of life, and so kind of like the medicine, you know, nature's medicine through food, through plants, all this kind of stuff. And um, Joytish, which is uh, astrology, so it's like how the kind of celestial body, the outer celestial body, the stars and the moon and all that, they're mapped outside, but they're mapped inside as well. And there's a direct connection between us and them. Um, and to feel that, you know, in your body is to open yourself to a vastness um, that you know is possible and we are searching for, you know, and uh, and there's loads of, I kind of keep talking about what Tantra is, you know, uh, but it, it definitely isn't just sex. The sexual part of Tantra, it, there's a couple of different names for it, but one of them is Maituna. This is one of the, the kind of rituals um, that you would perform. And Maituna means to make one. So Tantra yoga is the connection, the deep connection. How do you connect to yourself? How do you connect to your own divinity, your own uh, your own little piece of heaven inside yourself? And then the Maituna practice to make one is how do you share that with another? And it's the union, the joining. And for me, it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman engaging with another man, another woman. I don't care what gender you are. Uh, this is this is happening in all of our bodies. All of us have masculine energy and feminine energy within us, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman. And now it's about how these energies kind of tumble between you, you know? Jamie, that's amazing. Oh, man. You're selling it to me. I absolutely love it. <laughs> can, can you talk to us about, you've had a, a workshop recently uh, called Orgasm. Uh, and yeah. it sounded Orgasm fantastic. Online. <laughs> Orgasm Online. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just... Go on, sorry, what? No, 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 go on, go on, talk, talk. You, uh, orgasm then online, and just, you just don't marry together, but they obviously do, it's brilliant. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's you, amazing. Yeah, cool. You talk about desire, self-exploration, self uh, uh, you know, shame, you know, yeah, can, you, yeah. can we cover some of that stuff? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, orgasm online is, do you know orgasm online is amazing? So the reason I kind of say orgasm online is because I also have orgasm, which is the workshop that I do in person, you know? So I actually started with that. I came back home from Asia in June last year and really decided like, right, like when I was coming home, I was like, right, I need to be in Ireland now. Like the time is now, like I actually felt like, Ireland calling me being like Jenny Jenny come home and I'm just like oh come on my life is so good in Thailand here <laughs> but, I love um, Thailand oh it's amazing it's it's just such a beautiful place and I had developed a really strong connection with a beautiful community of very open-minded and explorative uh, uh people what part, and what so part were you in in Copenhagen oh, I was in Copenhagen uh Copenhagen yeah. I was in uh, uh Chiang Mai uh, 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 yeah, I was, was travelled in Thailand there two years ago yeah. for about three weeks on my own. It's amazing. I love Thailand. Oh, it's, oh, it's unbelievable. It's so beautiful to travel on your own, you know? Yeah. Isn't it? You get to kind yeah. of, uh, you get a chance to do what you want to do, to move when you want to move and explore what you want to explore. I've always travelled alone. And it's funny because we say we travel alone, but you're never alone because you're always meeting people, you know, and moving yeah. with uh, groups. But it's beautiful, you know? and yeah. um, to have the freedom and uh yeah and so i was doing these workshops in person and you know it was beautiful but i had like about i would have I, I only had room you know due to venues for like max 22 women you know and uh these these be these the these 
evenings were so powerful. I mean, to come together in a room of other women and to, and to be interacting and all that kind of stuff is, is really powerful. But Orgasm Online, obviously because of COVID, was something that I wanted to do for a while. And then because of the situation that we're in, I was like, right, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. And now, Jesus, like I had a hundred people in the first two workshops, 300 people in the one just gone, women now, uh, 300 women in the one just gone. And this is really, so uh, when I talk about sex, right? And we talk about, I'm really talking about pleasure, okay? And so for me, it's not just about the act of pleasure, like that it's, it's about us being a sexual, sexual beings, okay? Sexual, sensual beings. And what does this mean? That we we move through the world through our senses. You know, how we explore the world, it's it's we take the world in through our senses, through sight, you know, what we're looking at to smell, what what how, like, you know, whether something smells good or bad, you know, here's our judgments. Um and and and, and how, what, how the friction, you know, like this is the thing like if if we don't have friction in our life and sometimes as well we have this you know, um, we were talking about being uncomfortable and the discomfort and leaning into this discomfort earlier. We need friction in our life because friction uh, is the kind of skin that articulates life. If we didn't know what friction felt like, we wouldn't be able to feel, you know, uh, you know, the grass against our, our shins or, you know, um, the wind against our skin, like uh, to get like blowing into our hair or against our skin. We wouldn't be able to feel this. And so we, yeah. we take the world in through our senses and simultaneously we express ourselves through our senses. And, and this is super important for us. And so this is about, uh, expanding your capacity to feel that and then to allow yourself to experience the pleasure of that the pleasure of being in a sensual body um and 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 without the shame you know and so when i talk about pleasure um i was kind of thinking like but you know what right why not just start at the pinnacle like why not start like the holy grail like orgasm yeah and and go from there and um because orgasm you know, just like any orgasm is energy, you know, and when we talk about orgasm, orgasm is actually Kundalini energy. It moves along, um, you know, it's a, it's a reflex of the autonomic nervous system. Most of the time, it's something that's happening unconsciously behind the kind of scenes of our awareness, the same way the nervous system governs things like our heart rate, our digestion, the way we breathe, like we don't have to think about these things, they're just happening. And so most of the time, how we engage with orgasm is the same way. We have sex and orgasm is something that's just happens or doesn't happen yeah but for me I'm trying to teach people to bring awareness to that that you that orgasm is an energy that moves through you that you can cultivate this energy that you can actually direct it and move it and I think the the key to opening yourself sexually um, and opening uh, and and opening yeah to opening yourself sexually is through education because education gives your sexuality and gives your sensuality context it gives you an understanding of what your baseline belief is around your sexuality and I think from there you can begin to work on things um and uh I wanted to say one more thing about that with regards to like what oh yeah and then and really you know when it comes to this idea of, of the amount of shame and secrecy that we hold around sex I really believe taking pleasure as a practice systematically removes shame 
from you, you know, and not because you're focusing on shame, but because you're focusing on pleasure. And this is something that naturally starts to, um, well, simply <coughs> like melt out of yourself. I think with this, uh, with this practice and what I'm trying to teach women is not just about how their body works. And that's super important. You know, when we live in a culture, you know, where we are just, uh, rife with bad body image you know where all the time society is telling us what beauty is and just by way of not of 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 the opposite it is telling us what it is not and so when we have this this world and it's not just women women it's men as well you know 100 bad body image you know we uh are have confusion and shame around our bodily functions what they do and um, and confusion about what sex and what pleasure is. I'm trying to kind of like, you know, put people in a space where, you, where I can say to people, like, it doesn't matter what who you are, where you are, what you're going through, you know? Like, can you give yourself the permission to look into this? Can you, uh, you know, can you create an invitation to explore your curiosity and in doing that open yourself to whatever is there and to really take um a, an erotic an erotic sensual practice into your life you know to give yourself the permission to feel beautiful the permission to enjoy the pleasure of your own company the permission to linger in your own presence you know this is powerful this is yoga and and yes when you put this into all areas of your life including sex it has a huge huge effect you know but it doesn't just you know pleasure to practice just doesn't have an effect on changing your sex life like Matt my biggest thing is that it changes your entire life because when you take pleasure as a practice it creates an environment where your body can thrive health can thrive and you have energy that you can put into uh into like passion projects you can um have an energy that you put into your work life into your relationships you know it gives you fuel you know this is yeah. sexual sexual energy is creative energy it gives you the fuel to live and i really believe you know um and this is funny because coming from a, a spiritual background and you will know this okay if you've done any kind of research into buddhism and and even tant like the, the not tantra but buddhist um buddhist practices even uh, the kind of zen buddhism they'll talk yeah. about uh, desire being kind of almost a sin you know like even even in catholicism like desire is a sin it's one of the deadly sins that's um, where the, the, for me a lot of the root difficulty is from that uh, catholic guilt mm -hmm. you know that it you know yeah. and even we we bring the sexual pleasure into actual pleasure in life we get them interwoven like pleasure is not good you're not meant to be feeling great all the time it's just it's not a cool yeah. thing and then the shame within that you know pleasure and yeah, I think religion plays a role in that. Yeah, and, and you know, this is where I really believe like that meditation and contemplation into these things are really important. Like I believe um, being a good teacher, okay? You don't want people to believe everything that you're saying. What you want people is to question what you're saying. You know, and that is... That is what a good teacher will give you, you know? It'll make you question uh, what yourself is. Not to just say, hey, um, feel compassion and everything is gonna feel everything is gonna feel good. It's like, okay, 
but but what is compassion and how do you feel compassion uh towards somebody that has hurt you how do you feel compassion when you for yourself when you have done something bad and what does compassion look like then these are the things that you really have to sit and do so when I you know I was I studied Buddhism for a while and mindfulness was becoming really big I was like okay everyone's talking about mindfulness like right now um and and it's only going to get bigger I can feel it coming Uh, and I was like I want to know what mindfulness actually is and so I actually ended up going to Nepal and I uh, lived in a monastery and I learned Buddhism and I realized you know it's so funny mindfulness is only one slice of the buddhism pie okay (laughs) buddhism buddhism is a religion okay and it's just it has the same concepts about heaven and hell as catholicism does i met people in this course matt it was really interesting who literally were at odds with themselves like were had so much frustration and so much anger in them because they believed they were coming to a, a kind of a course that was saying you know um, you know, Buddhism isn't a religion, it's spiritual, it's a kind of philosophy. a psychological thing, it's a philosophy, yeah. And they're they're sitting in these lectures learning because we were learning the foundation of Buddhism, and they're hearing the same things and they're like having their triggers because it's like, Jesus, this is Catholicism, this is what I was trying to get away from, this is Christianity, and now I'm bloody here, and it's the same thing. And I think what we really have to recognize with religion is that over the years, religion really has has come away from its root meaning power got into the mix when it came to religion and so there's there's a you know the kind of you, you, I don't want to go into a talk on religion and all the kind of stuff but what they're talking about in terms of of desire being a, a sin is not um is not true desire because desire is is something that's at the core of us desire is that pulse of life it's this evolutionary elemental force and it is present okay the the desire to thrive the desire to live it's present when something becomes nothing like it is present the moment of conception the desire to live okay and so they're not talking about this desire at a kind of deep level they're talking about the surface level of desire which is what we kind of discussed earlier about our our uh, our judgments you know um what we're repelled like what we are moved towards what we are repelled from because these kind of things um uh, are often driven by outside circumstances and the purpose of yoga and, and real yoga the purpose of of uh of of a practice that's really looking at like and what i what i teach and all this kind of stuff it's like the purpose of this is to create a body that is is sensitive and independently intelligent and when i say independently intelligent it's not driven by the outside forces of desire like oh this tastes good so i'm gonna have more of it oh this tastes bad so i'm not gonna have any of that you know and it's same with in relationship to people it's 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 driven by it's independently intelligent it's driven by uh the kind of core um of your desire and i think when you connect with that desire at your core it propels you in life because desire is is uh is fundamental it's fundamental to how we move through the world if you can let desire move you um oh my god i mean you're moving with your heart you know and don't we all want to move like that um we want to we want our our you know the things that you're passionate about are the things that fuel you it, you know at, at a deep level matt it's um it's really giving you the space i believe to find 
I, as again, to connect to that little piece of heaven to find out what that is, because each of us are, are here for a reason that we have our own individual unique gifts, our own reason for living. We have our own purpose. And I think when you can connect with that desire, it connects you to that little slice of heaven. Um, and when you know what that is, you can't not share it. The desire to contribute is something that moves through all of us. And, and this is where authenticity bursts through you. You know, when someone is moving with passion, moving with desire, it's a radiant magnetic force. You know, people are sucked into it. It's like, you can't, you can't stop it, you know? Oh man, I'd listen to you for hours. You're incredibly passionate. <laughs> Just, you could be talking about, I don't know, fiberglass boats and I'd be like, this is brilliant. I love passion. Oh, it's just, it's unreal. Could we talk about social programming? I know you, I, I've watched a video that you've spoke before and attitudes towards sex and how that can be manipulated by society and what we watch and hear. And maybe we can oh, touch on that. Yeah, well, this is, and this is again, like what I'm saying is like, look at how you move through the world. Look at how the world moves through you and what you, again, are compelled towards, are repelled away from. So, uh, this is that idea of and, and this is happening you know it's so interesting Matt like most of the stuff that we take in is happening in the background okay in the kind of behind the scenes of our awareness here and and we're not consciously aware of it so we're constantly being fed ideas of what beauty is um, and what it isn't we're constantly being fed and this is like through everything like the the movies that you watch the tv shows that you watch the books that you read um uh, the people that you have around you. My uh, boyfriend says this beautifully. He says, he, uh, the first thing he said to me, I was just kind of like, Jesus, like I never thought about that. And it made me look, oh, sorry, one second. Uh, it it made me look um, so, uh, it made me look so deeply the people I'm engaging with in my life. Um, he says that you're the average of the five people you engage with the most. I um, love that one, yeah. Yeah. We're the know, average of the five people we spend the most time with. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And uh and and I and I just think like God, like when you look at that, it's the same as everything. And this is what I'm saying, like, what are you reading? What are you taking in? What are you listening to? What what are you feeding yourself with? Um, because this is creating uh, your like creating a tone. It's creating a texture. It's creating um, it's creating your baseline beliefs. And I think like we're so, we're, we're we move through the world most of the time so unconsciously that we aren't even aware of it. And even when we're conscious of it, it's something that we constantly have to keep bringing our attention to because we all have moments, Matt, in our lives like and especially now this is like a big thing where we feel anxious, where we feel stressed, where we don't feel good. And in these times, look at what your body wants. It wants more sugar. It, uh, it, it probably wants more kind of like um, what's chewing gum for the mind, you know, uh, because it's, di it's difficult, you know, to be in a body when it's uncomfortable, when it's stressed, when it's in contraction. And so, um, you know, what you're taking in has a huge, huge effect on uh, on the world and also as well like when we're when we're younger you know if you think about like the five people we're engaging with this kind of thing we are uh, forming beliefs based on the people around us as well 
So what their beliefs are, we are constantly influenced and constantly also inspired by those around us, what their views are, what they're thinking, um, how they express themselves. And, uh, and if we aren't uh, conscious of this, then we start to create habits out of the beliefs that we have, habits of behavior. And, um, and then this is how we you know, start to have these things like shame, you know, this is good sex. This is bad sex. Um, I can say this. I can't say that. This is not socially acceptable. This is socially acceptable. And as it, uh, you know, in terms of our sexuality, when we are in the developmental stages of our sexuality and growing up, so teenage years, this is like rife for that. Who your friends are, we all know this. Who your friends are has a huge effect on what your sexual beliefs are going to be in your in your future and also not just who your friends are but how you relate to their experiences so uh you know we all know the kind of like the 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 teenager maybe it was even you like who was super sexual um and how they express the sexuality were they called a slut or were they encouraged and egged on so this is kind of giving you this kind of feedback of what's right and what's wrong and you're forming yeah. beliefs as a foundation and this is where you learn as well to kind of use your sexuality um not just a sexual planet but use your sensuality as a currency you know and uh and this is what we kind of continue we can kind of continue to live with and and this is what i'm kind of saying at the core of everything that i'm trying to teach is that really as we get older um we're living in a world that has just it just kills our imagination. It kills our creativity and the sexual act, our sensual interactions, it becomes more about um, getting the job done rather than connection. It becomes more about performance rather than pleasure. And it becomes more about um, what you accomplish uh more than what you more than what you uh can appreciate and so what i'm trying to do in all of this is really to teach people because i want people to to start to put pleasure uh, curiosity exploration imagination at the center again you know and and how do you do that you know, I think you have to look outside of yourself. Um, and I think it's in relation to, you know, our peers, teachers seeking help because creativity, you know, you're inspired. Our creativity, you know, sometimes it can come like a brainwave and you're just kind of following intuition. But we're uh, constantly informed by the people around us. So we get ideas from others, you know. And so mm. this is like as a as a teacher who's teaching with sexuality, like I want to give people ideas, you know. Like, hey, try this, you know, um, or um, or or try this, you know. And so all of this is kind of uh, coming from my willingness to to be curious, to allow myself to explore. And uh, and I think education just for me, education and, and it has such an important role in, in our in life all the time. But education is just so powerful for allowing um, us to, to to really dive into this. Um, and and when shame comes up, to have practices and tools that we can go towards that help us um, to to soften to soften into that. And over time, I really believe like this discussion is going to be. Uh, I mean, you know, you think about it, Matt. Uh, uh, like in the last sixty years alone, sex and why we're engaging with sex has changed so so much. Like. 
60 years ago, sex was a marital kind of agreement, a marital yeah. duty. No one cared if a woman enjoyed it, okay? No one even asked if she enjoyed it. Uh, and, and and men as well, you know, they had... It was a mechanical thing. It was just something was you did. It was about reproduction, creating a family, you know, sustaining that kind of life, you know? And, uh, and now, you know, sex has become about pleasure. Uh, people are asking the question more like, how do I connect? You know, how do I slow down? How do I connect deeply with my own pleasure? How can I, is it possible to expand this? Oh, it is. How do I expand this? Um, and, and how do I share that in relationship to another? You know, very interesting then, because then even a couple of years ago, we have, uh, like, if you look at these larger movements, like they're all having effect on our, our, our kind of reality and our sexuality as well. Like the, the kind of gay movement, the gay rights movement um, and and um, movement towards uh, equal, equal marriage, you know, um, really kind of gave, uh, started to bring this question of identity into our sexuality. Who, who am I? And, you know, like how do I engage with that and with another, you know? And uh, yeah, and then yeah. we had like that kind of you can kind of see it in America, you know, an awful lot. This whole thing about like uh, the different types of genders and that kind of movement, the push to kind of say like I want, you know, my gender acknowledged. And then we even have like the the kind of women's that kind of women's empowerment movement in women, the Me Too campaign, which I completely I don't agree with at all in 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 the way that it was um kind of played out but obviously it had to play out and I mean maybe I shouldn't say that without the context of why I don't believe in it it's important that women had a voice to express this and um, but I just didn't I don't I don't really believe in in kind of going things uh like about things the way that that that, that kind of movement brought about because for me when it came to men it just further repressed men uh, it kind of tired men with this like full brush to say like you're all predators and they're yeah. created big kind of shame and guilt in man and you know we're we're as women are are we are taking men into us like men penetrate us with that energy and so we feel that guilt and shame even more so it perpetuates the cycle of guilt and shame so I think there is a better way to have that conversation, but there's also in the beginning, um, these things kind of have to come to a head where there's an explosion. And I think now is the time to have to to start to have look at that movement and have better conversations. But that movement was paramount in bringing in the concept of consent and boundaries and all of these things. And it's so so important to bring that conversation and context into sexuality and into education. And she's Christ like Matt, like when your kids are, are are our age you know can you imagine the conversations they're going to be having you know around yeah. their sexuality the the explorations they're going to be having and and this is why you know because people are saying like why don't you go into schools and teach this i said this we said this at the beginning before we started recording the talk like that like our environment our our home is where we learn um is where we learn the the essential verbs of relationship. You know what is trust? Uh, what is it? What is it to to give? How do I receive? Uh, what does coldness feel like? 
um, uh, how is it okay to express anger? We learn all of these things in our homes. And so I believe that like, give this, give this to the people, Matt, you know, like we need, uh, we need the adults to be looking at this as well, because then when their kids are kind of exploring all this stuff and they're exploring their sexuality, they're exploring their sensuality, uh, we know how to engage and communicate with them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. There's loads of points I wanted to put, uh, touch on, but you're blowing blow my mind. Education is, a, education is a huge piece. And just I'll go back to a book that I read called Vaginas. Yes, yeah, so uh, it was recommended to me by my friend Tatiana Brennan. She's a doctor in psychology in the job. And it blew my mind, right? Because I would have been, I'm a lad, you know, that lived in the, in the inner city and we would have had a language and a perception around what sex is, you know. Uh, but to learn you know, and I work at brain injury rehab to learn about all these neural connections, the body parts, whether it be anal sex, vaginal sex, you know, the, how the environment is, how like setting the mood and how that like changes it. I was like, I never knew these things. I just thought I had to put it in and the job was yeah. done, you know, about like how a woman can orgasm and blah, blah, blah. Like I was mm. blown. I was like, everybody needs to read this book. Like this is a game changer because I'm really yeah. into that we both should be on an equal level, you know, a lot of the uh, growing up, I would have thought the man was dominant, and that's the way it was. I don't think like anymore. They were just insecurities and a narrative that I was telling myself. Now it's all about how do we create this intimate 50 50 connection? Connection like sex is not just mechanical, it's it's mind, soul, and body, you know. Mm, and I think yeah. education is a phenomenal way to do that. Oh, definitely. And so uh, another two books I'll recommend. Uh, this one is very specific to women. And like I would recommend women to read this book, but obviously men can uh, read as well. Come As You Are, uh, an incredible book. And another book which uh, uh, men, this is like really like men, read this book. Um, it's called She Comes First. OK, it's amazing in terms of oral sex. Oh, my God. And, and I think this is again, like, yeah, like feed yourself with this stuff. There's so much information out there. I, in the orgasm online workshops, I teach women about all this as well. Like I said, like with the neural connections, like, you know, when the nipples are stimulated, it lights up in the same area of the brain as when the cervix and the clitoris is stimulated. So there's this full body connection. And I might tell you Matt as well, because I am focusing on women at the moment, but I do teach men and just as much as uh, kind of this full body and multiple orgasm territory is is open to women it is also open to men as well and yeah. um and, and it's so important to kind of say this because we really like you know men like mass men like are kind of like as we talk about like this kind of like thing be, being fed you know um uh you know beliefs and stuff men are kind of you know especially kind of meant to like be hard you know like get be tough like have the tough kind of exterior and armor on your outside and be kind of like impenetrable to the world you know and uh and um and jesus christ god forbid like if you have uh, if you feel an emotion you know that it somehow means that you're less of a man like it's this kind of this this kind of achievement addiction is given to men at a very young age you know like go and pursue like be a man provide for your family you know you know you have to do this and uh and somehow you know the kind of value that we put on um, setting goals and setting out to attain them even at the detriment to our health uh, 
that if if we are if we are not uh, attaining them, if we are somehow failing, then it somehow means that you are less of a man. And this is not true. So just as much as I talk about pleasure for women, um, awakening your senses and that sense of arousal for women, I equally say the same thing to men, you know, allow yourself the pleasure of being essential. And you know, some of the greatest artists of all time, and maybe this is also because, you know, back in the day, women were oppressed a little bit and had a different role, but some of the greatest artists, poets, uh, painters of all time were men, Michelangelo, uh, geez, I'll just like list a, a ton of men here. Like men know what beauty is. Men know what it is to allow beauty to penetrate them and and to get into their body. And, you know, like people talk about the goddess, like, you know, you, you want a goddess, worship her. That's where she comes from, you know? Like when you learn the art of adoration, when you learn the art of worship, and that's not just for, it's it's in nature, you know? Learn it with na in nature, learn it for yourself, and then give that to your partner. I mean, there's a mm. whole deeper level of connection that uh, comes and that you wouldn't even, you know, um, that you can't even imagine right now. You know? yeah, yeah. I'm more, I have to be honest, I'm more connected to in making love than I ever was because I'm I'm open to the beauty, I'm open to feelings, I'm open to spirituality, I'm open, I am open. Before then it was just mechanical. Now I'm, I believe that I'm a more intimate and more present lover because that I've expanded my mind, that I allow beauty. Like I've seen trees that I never thought even existed. Like where did that thing come from? Did someone just plant that? And they're like, no, that was there years, <laughs> years. You know, so I can see beauty. I see beauty. I see beyond the physical in people as well. You know, I can mm -hmm. see people's souls and, and their energy. And yeah. you bring that into love making and, and sexuality, don't you? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, completely. And I really believe like how important, Matt, is this for men to be sharing that message as well for, you know, their like young boys to come up hearing grown men talk like that because uh, like, tell me I'm wrong, you know, like when you're growing up, like it's like the horror man, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this kind of stuff, you know, um, like, but to hear to see older men say like, Hey, chill, chill for a little bit. Like, you know, boys cry too. It's okay. You know, um, and oh, unreal by another man you know it's one thing to be told by a woman you know um but to be told by another man it's so important to have this language out there you know everyone everyone in their own way needs to share this with people you know and this is what i say like yoga you know like your consciousness your awareness like is coming from a meditation a kind of yogic background you know and this is i think yoga is like this is why i say like yoga like tantra yoga and sexual practice we can't really separate them and as i said we can't separate them but in my world because i'm coming from both we can't you know and one tumbles into the other you know as i say like i said this uh the other day um uh somewhere i can't remember where i was saying it maybe even on social media or something but like when we uh, as I say, when we move through the world, you know, we're penetrating life. And when we allow world, the world to move through us, the world is penetrating us. And this is what it means to make love to life, you know. And so, yes, you bring that into your connection with uh, your partner, um, with your children, you know, uh, with your family members, with your friends. I mean, connections just can't help but go deeper, you know, when you're doing this. So. 
I just want to touch on something you said there in regard to men. You know, even like my attitude and the way I am now in comparison to where I was, like even to talk about masturbation, right? So mm. I've just said masturbation and in my mind, oh, that's weird. You're just saying that word. I would have always said wank. Like, oh, I had a wank. Like, <laughs> I'd even feel co- uncomfortable saying that. But now even to say masturbation, it, it's, even the language is difficult, isn't it? Uh, because of the 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 history that we've had, the growing up, the, the social programming, you know, a man, you know, he, you know, doesn't talk about sensuality. I only heard somebody the other day telling a kid to stop crying uh, like a little girl. And I was like, Jesus, I, I thought we moved away from that. Like that kid now will have difficulty around expressing emotions. I can't ever see him saying anytime soon masturbation or pleasuring women are feeling sensual. Like that's mm-hmm. not cool and uh, something to do, you know? So mm-hmm. it really is about making all this emotional intelligence available for everyone isn't there like and it's just normal language yeah and making it mainstream because as much as we want the conversation to be different the conversation about sex is the same as anything else as as much as we want it to be so so different it's not it's the same and exactly as you said like you know uh, like hearing that it's a reminder for you to be like oh, okay like I have to keep doing this work that I'm doing because I want it to be uh, I want to live in a society where we're aware of what we're telling our children and we're aware of how that is going to affect them growing up and we're aware of how those beliefs are going to make them the person that they are you know and um, and uh, yes it's I mean it's I wouldn't say uh, for me hearing that like I wouldn't say oh that's terrible you know uh, that's a bad person or anything like that like for me that's just like okay that's someone who's not conscious yet yeah that's um, unconscious yeah exactly and then for me that's why like fuck like this is why this is why I'm doing it like this is why I'm just like everyone shout about this you know mm. um because it's 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 super super important you know it's why I use uh, social media the podcast our mantra is stories have the power to inspire. Like people have told me from a long time now, it's unusual to hear a bald, bearded, grown man that works in his disco muscles to talk about like sexuality, vulnerability, shame, guilt. You know, I'm inspired by the likes of Brene Brown and Maya Angelou mm-hmm. and Eckhart Tolle. So I want to sing the blues about these things because this wasn't available to me growing up uh, because mm-hmm. my parents weren't aware. My society wasn't aware we just didn't know but now i want to tell people about it you know exactly. uh, and i think it's, it's usually important yeah yeah it really is and you know exactly as you said like these words like where you're saying like oh masturbation is a is a, a difficult word for you to say or wank you know something like this like is a kind of like oh jesus someone's saying that out yeah. loud you know i mean all of these words are going to become mainstream as well like for me masturbation it's just about rewiring it in your head and it takes a little bit of time to get used to you know but for me masturbation is a, a practice on self-love it's a meditation um on self-love that's what masturbation is for me and uh and it's just about re kind of you know even uh, a, 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 an amazing teacher Uma Dinsmore um I remember the first time I met her um she has this beautiful speech about the word cunt you know and I remember like my mouth just falling to the ground like and being like I fucking love this woman like she's there standing up right and I'll show you and she stands up and she's just like grab your cunt you know it's like you grab it you know and the cunt like when you look into the like the etymology of this word it's like uh uh 
it, it comes from the root word um like k u or q u or c u con con which is like knowing uh, it's like a deep inner knowing it's this kind of no the source of power in your body it also comes it comes from queen comes from that word yeah and so most of the time we use the word cunt as this kind of thing of like oh she's a cunt or he's a cunt you know and we use it as this derogatory um uh phrase that actually is meant to um pull your power yeah creating a feeling of powerlessness in you where actually the the true essence of that word is power itself yeah. the source of power the source of creation and i think when you can figure when you look at the root of these words you know uh then you can say cunt and it doesn't have the same kind of uh you know energy behind it as like oh you're a cunt you know or he's a cunt it has this like you're a cunt and you're like fuck yeah i'm a cunt yeah you know and you feel that power like just bubbling up in you you know and this is the power this is the power it's the power of language it's the power of education you know um it's the power of like just curiosity and again opening yourself to this so yeah you're a badass you're an absolute badass jesus christ come here there's a question i want to and i'm gonna hold my hands up on this one because i feel great shame people have often asked me you know you know when you get when you meet new partners you know how many sexual partners have you had you know and in my mind, having more than one or two partners, you know, is dirty or, you know, you're easy. Mm. You know, these are old narratives that have been said in my head. How do we get past that, you know, that it's okay to have a past? It's okay to have more than one or two sexual partners because according to Catholicism and all these religions, you're meant to just have one partner, have sex, have babies. How do we move past that? Or is that still a problem for people? Uh, I think it is a problem for people and this is where I say education guys okay because uh, what I teach in the orgasm workshop I won't go through the whole thing because no. it's too much to say in a in a in a thing but I teach um, the developmental stages of our, our erotic intelligence so just like we as people physical bodies people in a physical body uh, have developmental stages you know infant toddler uh, baby uh, child teenager adult you know our, our sexuality has these developmental stages as well. And one of the developmental stages um, is, uh, is erotic activation, or sorry, not erotic, uh, erotic exploration. And in this stage, this is where we start to look outside of ourselves. We start to figure out, like, we start, maybe we, maybe we engage in a threesome. Maybe as a woman, I kiss another woman because I want to see what that feels like, you know? Or we start to explore, um, uh, BDSM or kink or we start to look at porn and different types of porn and what we're learning here is is uh, what we like and what we don't like and part of that is um, changing partners okay and sometimes people want to change partners because this is a part of their way of expressing that erotic exploration some people don't want to change partners and that's perfectly okay because they can explore all of this within one partnership so I always say like if you're married and all this kind of stuff don't be like oh Jesus I missed this step now in my life and I'm never gonna get it back it's you can you know it's just in different ways and you have to open yourself you know but it, being with people um it's you're getting it's different flavors you know uh some of us are very good at role playing you know and so we can like um you know one day we can role play the kind of like innocent you know kind of like a good girl sometimes we can role play like the dom 
sometimes we can role play and so it's all these things like sometimes sometimes in one person we can role play and this energy kind of is easy we're like acting moving through us sometimes in this kind of exploration we want to find different partners and we say like oh you know like uh I'll talk astrologically speaking because I, I believe in astrology and how it interacts in our bodies. But some people have lots of fire, you know, the element in us. Some some people have a lot of fire in their body. How do they make love with that fire? Some people are earthy. How do they make love with that is very is also very different. What happens when fire and earth come together? Boom. What happens when fire and water come together? Is it, you know, does it diminish the passion or does it create steam? You know, this kind of stuff. Like so, you know, creating uh, uh, places where it's okay to explore, where it's okay to have as many partners as you want, and as many partners as uh, in the in the one time, you know, as you want. Creating a, a, a world that is open to that um, is just natural. It's a part of our developmental stage, you know, uh, a really important part. So it's just again, this is why I say education gives you context for that, you know. Oh, I, I actually just feel physically freer. Like, oh, you, you, it's like a weight is coming off. You, it, there's a guilt, there's a shame. It's like living. I'm going, this is music to my ears. I'm connecting with this. I was like, this is what people need to hear. You know, because we're we've all these social constructs and these social ideologies and, you know, the whispers in our heads, you know, but not following our hard place, which is, as you said, the divine or our being or living our true self. And that, like, if, like, going with one, two, three or having a tree and whatever, that's okay. You're not hurting anybody else or hurting them and exactly. you're following your desires, you know, but we have all these whispers in our heads. Don't do this. That's not good. That's bad. That's phenomenal. I was very mindful at the time. And a few questions. Can I, I just, ask. Say, just I want to say one thing, because you brought up something that was really important there, Matt, when you said, so long as you're not hurting anybody. And I want to say something really clear about what I just said there as well, because you you brought it in my mind. It's really important. This is where boundaries and consent comes into play. So is so important where you're if, if you are in this state of exploration to give yourself. I mean, this is about having open conversation with the person that you're having sex with and that you're engaging sexually with where you're saying, hey, this is where I'm at in my life right now. I'm not open to a monogamous relationship. I'm in a place of exploration and I would love to explore this. Uh, I would love to explore my sexuality with you because I feel this with you and I feel this with you. But this is what I'm open for. And this is what or this is what I'm available for. And this is what I'm not available for. And you, you say this up front with the person that is in front of you, with the people that you're engaging with so that they then get to choose whether they want to step into that relationship or not because if you're in this place of exploration where you're like sleeping with a couple of people at the same time and all that kind of stuff that's okay be open be honest about that be authentic with the space that you're in and allow the people that you're engaging with to 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 make the decision what to step into that because some of us don't want to engage in that space some of us want commitment some of us are in a space in our lives where we need security where we need to feel safe where we need to be with one person and uh it's really important that you open up with where you're at like I've had many kinds of relationships I've been with women I've been with men I've been with multiple partners at the same time I've explored open relationships and um you know uh, like monogamy polyamory and then uh, open conscious relationships where I have a primary we have a part a primary partner a primary relationship but we explore outside of that and uh, currently in my in in the place that I'm in right now 
I'm not in a place where I want that anymore. I'm in a place where I actually want monogamy. I want security. I want safety. I want continuity. Um, and so in the beginning of, of uh, when I'm with people, because I mean, you know, people hear me and they talk about, I talk about all this stuff and they instantly have this like label over me, like, oh, she's open for everything. And it's like, she's like, da, 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 you know, but uh, just because I speak like this doesn't mean that that's how I'm feeling. And that's what my needs are all the time. So I came to the relationship that I'm currently in and said, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what's up. Um, and that's so there is yeah it's like communication right at the beginning you know and and these these things can change you know it's important to give yourself you know just that you're saying this is how I am right now this is what I need right now and there has to be uh, the kind of flexibility and and space for change but that is always about communication you know so uh Deadly. Oh, that last, that last, if people can take away from the interview that last bit, that freedom, the honesty, the the, the openness that you've just shared there, that's, that's going to empower men and women. That's empowered me. That's took mm -hmm. a lot of shame, guilt and fear about going forward. You know, that, you know what, it's okay. And it's okay to change if you were in a relationship where you've had multiple partners or you just now want to, you, you have options, you know, and it's not dirty or shameful or bad or good and it's lovely and that's very empowering for people thanks very much for sharing that how do we how do we have two questions then we're done yeah how do we become more how do we become more conscious lovers and you wrote a brilliant post uh the other day i read it it was about be more intimate with each other read to each other sing to each other mm -hmm. play with each other before just jumping into like penetrative sex and i thought it was lovely it was very timely for me the period yeah. that i'm in yeah, because we we instantly, when it comes to engaging sexually with our partners, we instantly go, you know, to the 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 act, you know, because we have in our minds the uh, my head my headphones are going to turn off. I think I'm going to switch to the phone camera just so you're or the phone microphone. So just let me know if you can't hear me uh, at a certain point. But um, what um, what are they saying there? Yes. Yeah, so we have this uh we're ingrained in this idea of the end goal, you know, and we think that this is what intimacy is. And so as I said in, in that post, it's like, it's, it's about like, let, like let's dance together, you know, read together, yo, do yoga together. You know, people who right now are in a situation where they are in a, uh, living with their partner and 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 uh, they can't get space you know some people are like oh, I'm living on my own and it's lonely and I don't have anyone to connect with you know people who are in spaces where they're connecting and they're in a small space you know are probably like you know uh, wishing that they could have a little bit of that you know a little bit of alone time a little bit of space we always want you know what we aren't getting you know that kind of opposite the grass is always greener so you know reading to each other and even when you're on the phone oh my god like read to your like you know, it allows you such a space for deeper connection to blossom. You know, you're sharing in that space, like how you feel and what's moving through you um, uh, and how you want, uh, like what you need, you know, like, like yoga together is just so, so powerful. And especially when we're in a place right now in our lives where most of us are in one are in one place okay are spending most of our time in one place and and in this one place we are um we are playing many roles okay so the role of a parent the role of a lover 
the uh, working, you know? And so in this one space, we've got all these different roles, you know? And oftentimes there's no separation now between now I'm at work, um, now I'm a mother, now I'm a lover, you know? Now I'm uh, whatever it is, you know? And uh, and I think, um, like even for me, what I notice is like, I'm spending a lot of time working right now, you know? And uh, and uh, I'm, I'm my and my boyfriend is as well. And I said to him the other day, I was like, look, I was like, I, I, you know, I love this, you know, I love working together, and I love that like we're kind of fueling each other and and kind of like sparking each other. Like it's really beautiful. It's one way of connecting. But I also need more than this, you know. And uh, like I need more, even if it's not sex, you know, I need to feel sensually connected to you. So you know, we started uh, we started to put like a little routine in place. We get up and do yoga in the morning. And then we do, we, we put on one song. This is a little tip for anybody, yeah? We put on one song and I call it sensual dancing, okay? So it's, you're just dancing, not to have sex, you know, but to just like dance together, you know? So we, we pick a different song like every morning. Sometimes it's salsa or sometimes it's like 80s and you're just like rocking, you know? Or sometimes it's like slow and sexy, you know? And it's just like, and you know, like moving together with your partner, like where you're feeling each other. And especially when you have this kind of like uh, kind of boundary around of where, hey, this doesn't lead to sex. This is just something that I need to feel connected to, you know? And, um, oh. and, and this kind of stuff I think is so, uh, is so important and, and ways to kind of like, you know, uh, just something to bring your awareness to bring your consciousness to and then create because that creates intimacy then when you do go to make love you know like engaging with someone sexually where energies are penetrating each other it doesn't matter if you're a woman a man a woman a woman a man a man you know uh, whether you're being physically penetrated or energetically penetrated you know there is a merging and a dancing of energy and when you're connecting with your body you know you're moving and doing the same yoga class together you're connecting like in dance together uh, you're reading poetry together you're re like you know someone is receiving and someone is giving that's making love you know um like when someone is reading like uh, think about a man and a woman engaging sexually right for a minute the uh, a man is is penetrating a woman a woman is receiving it someone telling a story the person reading the voice is penetrating the ears of the other that's making love yeah so it's these different ways yeah it's just these different ways of looking you know it's so powerful you know and i think this is uh, when I talk about imagination, our imaginations are so limited. Like we need to to uh, like like let go of the boundaries, soften the boundaries of that because imagination, the mind, the mind is limitless. You know, and I think um, it's uh, you know even right now many of us are confined. Okay, um, and uh. I really believe that freedom and confinement starts in the mind. You know, you could, we know this Nelson Mandela, all these people like Gandhi in prison, but their mind is free, you know? Mm. Um, and, and so this is, uh, again, like what I'm talking about with imagination, open, oh, soften the boundaries the, that you put on yourself, recognize where the line is, where the line is that you have, that you have drawn and then go and seek um, out places that can, spark your creativity spark your imagination um uh to expand expand your imagination and with that expand your capacity for pleasure expand your capacity for connection because that's never ending oh man love it oh jesus christ you're blowing my mind i just love it 
what's the one thing you would like people to take away after listening to this interview? Uh, so one second. So my headphones just turned off. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yep. Um, so uh, the one thing that I want people to take, I suppose, is um, uh, look, look at how pleasure infiltrates your life and um, and and can you move towards that more? Yeah, that's what I would like basically want people to take away, you know, how do you move towards pleasure? And, you know, if I, I mean, there isn't just one thing. It's kind of like I want it's like many things. Yes. Like look at how look at how desire, look at how love, look at how contribution, look at how your desire to thrive. Look at how uh, look at what rapture looks like in your life. And um, and and more importantly, uh, ask are those things missing from your life? Because I really believe that so often we get stuck in the rut of living. We get into the habit of just surviving that we forget and, and, and suddenly without even knowing us knowing it, one day we wake up and we're living a switched off life. And I think looking at these things, look at how pleasure comes into your life. Look at how you look at how what you're feeding yourself with, not just with food, but with everything and, and start to move towards the things that give you pleasure, allow pleasure and desire and love to really just be this kind of like, well, you know, a waterfall that opens through you. And um, because this is where you start to live a switched on life, you know, this is where like you turn the light bulbs on, you know, awareness. I mean, that's what Aware I would say, like, look at how what I'm saying shows up for you. Uh, look at, you know, the things that what I've said, like, look at the things that you're repelled away from, look at the things that you're, uh, or sorry, repelled away, compelled towards and, and start to uh, start to play with your edge a little bit. You know, there's nothing shameful about wanting to know how to be, um, a better lover there's nothing shameful about wanting to know uh how to be um how to be a better lover with yourself you know how to be a better lover with another person how to share that there's nothing wrong with that you know uh in fact it's necessary you know and i would even go so far as to say you must follow this you know so yeah <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. You're an incredible human being. And I, I promise you, I'm not just blowing smoke up your backside. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here going, how grateful I am. What a privilege to sit here and listen to a young lady talk with such freedom, power, authority, genuine love and compassion for, for something that she believes in. It's mm. just, it's everything that I am here at the podcast. Inspiring. Like, I can't, I, I don't know anyone that won't sit down and listen to this and will not be men or women or non-binary whatever that w won't be inspired by it the freedom that you speak you 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 you've you've taken away the shackles of shame guilt yeah. you know social construct you know it, it's empowering like mm. i'm 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 i promise you i'm really grateful that you've, you've given me your time it's deadly as oh. a man as a lover as a human being i feel like i'm, I'm ready to rock this is it, you know, like I really believe like passion sparks passion, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's it's the case for anything that you're talking about, you know, and, uh, you know, I just want to say, Matt, thank you for having me on. You know, I think it's so like I say yes to, to I said yes to you and yes to this because 
I don't care who I'm speaking to. Like if one person hears this and is changed by it, like that's what I want, you know? And so you have a platform that allows me to speak to more people. It's just like, thank you. So, and as a man, you know, having interest in this, it's incredible. You know, I just, uh, it's so, it's so beautiful, you know, like, um, obviously I talk a lot to women, you know, specifically, but I often find some of like, uh, and I won't say some of the biggest, but I often find some of the loudest, uh, kind of champions of, of what I'm doing right now are men, which is really interesting. You know, they're like, yes to this, you know? So, um, yeah, thank you, Matt. You know, it's great to speak to you. Like, you're a star, you're a star. I didn't even get to a lot of the questions. There's lots I wrote that we didn't get to, but oh. I know, I know from a helicopter view, I know straight away that we covered everything that I needed to cover. You know, the rest is probably just fillers, white noise, whatever. But we 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 hit it. We're here to inspire. We're here to 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 let people drop the shackles of shame, guilt, fear, and just explore their being on this on on every level, mind, body, and soul. You know, and mm-hmm. you, you absolutely smashed it. So thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Thank As you. always, mind your little self. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.